I came from absolutely below the bottom. Three years. Now I'm living the dream life out of my creation of pure alignment, like self-mastery. The man who has a certain level of self-mastery will manifest anything that he can visualize. America's most famous felon, Wes Watson, second time around on The Empire Show. What's up, brother? Yeah, we're back. Boom. We're back. Thank you for joining us. And this time you're in the studio because you are not on parole anymore. Man, last time we were on paper, so we had to, he had, <laughs> B had to come down to my pad. He just drove up like any other dude, just came straight to the condo. We shot great. that right in the pad. Mm -hmm. Parole officer was texting me that day, like, hey, you got to come. I got to come see you. Come pee in this cup. <laughs> Did you ever end up going that day? No, I mean, I put it off to the next day. I, yeah. He actually gave me a pass. I told him to look you up. I'm like, okay. I'm like hey, look him up. He's coming down. This is going to further my career. Help me out here. And he, he gave me a pass that That's day. That's awesome. That's great. So I appreciate you coming down to the studio here in Chino Hills. Uh, for those of you that don't know Wes Watson, what you know what? I'm going to let you introduce yourself. You do such a tremendous job. Who are you? What do you do? And how do you do it? Okay, Wes Watson, GP Penitentiary Life, YouTube channel, 55 million plus views. And the thing is, I was incarcerated for 10 years around people that just were horrendous, myself being one of them. And they just made me sick. So I, instead of hating on them, consistently plagued with this negative self-talk about the people I was around, I literally decided to fucking change them. These, these murderers, these dope dealers, the worst of people to get through to them, build self-worth inside of them, self-respect, so we can all get out alive. Because if you don't know anything about the California CDC system, we all go down if you go down. And that was the reality. That's what started all this. I spoke the same way on my GP Penitentiary Life YouTube channel. The same way I speak on there, I spoke on the yard to these men and built them up. So I knew that I couldn't change it once I came out. It was too effective. Too effective. And that effectiveness has spilled literally over to millions of people that you've impacted, not only through your, I guess I'm going to say your passionate, aggressive self-development teachings that you do on YouTube and now Instagram, but in addition to your business, which we'll dive into in just a second. But, you know, when we did part one of this, which was over a year ago, I believe, it was more of an interview style. And, and this is going to be more conversational because I've kind of been digging in and getting people to tell me like, hey, what would you ask Wes? And because and, I know what I want to know, right? And, and so w with that said, you started off as a, as, a, as, a, as a kid in San Diego, parents, you know, they, they have a working household, et cetera. Um, started off started off there how life started as a young man because i want to take that journey and how you ended up into prison and then the pivot point of how you end up doing what you're doing here and then we'll pick up from there so i mean my parents were just my parents were good parents they i mean we lived lower middle class my dad was a construction worker my mom cut hair until she finally just couldn't take it no more carpal tunnel set in and shit but um the the reality was i just I wanted more. I thought we were worth more. I was embarrassed of our financial state. I was embarrassed of my own physique. So I compensated with trying to attain financial success at a young age by selling weed. I mean, at first I started smoking weed, probably yeah. to dole the fact that I didn't like my body. And I was like, fuck, like this makes me feel comfortable. And we don't know at that age. And our parents are feeding us dog shit. They don't know. They don't know proper macronutrient intake. And so I set out now to be the man I needed. Not saying my dad wasn't, because my dad was a savage. He was a fucking man's man. That dude, like, they're like, big can fuck. Like, what? 6'4", 270, 22s on the hang, construction worker, fucking heels cracked from just his boots soaked all day working stucco and construction plastering. And um, he was a man's man. He worked, his work ethic is what stuck with me. He never took a day off. He worked every day and he loved it because he was the motherfucker on that yard when they were working. He always was. They're like, nobody fucks with that dude. Mm. And so, I mean, we grew up that way, but they didn't know that they weren't hip to what we know now. And what we know now is to, to create the man you admire and give him to the world. That's what I say our life's purpose is. Creation of the man you admire and then gift that man to the world. But what do we do first? 
we locate our pain inside and then we find the solution in us and make sure people around us aren't falling to this pain. And this was alcoholism. This was eating incorrectly to not have the confidence we wanted. I wish these things that I know now someone was able to teach me. So that's my pursuit to everybody out there is to literally locate the true pain I've known my whole life and give the honest solutions of what got me from point A to point B. But the, but the thing was, is I did start smoking weed to dull how I felt. I started off smoking. Then I started slaying and I wanted to smoke for free. And then I swear by 16, I bought a brand new truck off the lot because I had been studying my credit score from 14 to 16. Like, oh, I'm going to finance this shit. I'm going to get this car. And then um, they told me you had to be 18. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, can I just buy it cash? And I did. They were tripping on me. It was like 40 G's at 16. I've been ahead of the game with all that stuff for a very long time just because I will not be denied. I, I, I'm not going to be denied. All right. So you've got your dad's work ethic. We see yeah, that. Yeah, you got yeah. your dad's He's work ethic. But you've got, you have this taste, this desire for great stuff. Yeah. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. I think money is a vehicle to freedom, to impact and opportunity and experiences. And I want my kids to experience life at a higher level than I ever have. Uh, and also to have a higher level of impact that I've ever had. That said, you said, but I started smoking weed to dull the pain of the body that you had. Looking back, do you realize that? Or did you know that in the moment? When I didn't were... know it in the moment. I know it now. Okay, so I looking just, back. Yeah, you know I just that. didn't realize. I was just didn't. I wasn't fat or nothing, like really bad. But I just had slight fat on my chest, slight fat on my gut. And I didn't realize. I was embarrassed how thick my forearms were when I was a kid. Like they were real thick at the wrist and I had big forearms. Now it became one of my biggest assets. So all you guys out there who are embarrassed of body parts yours, realize when you get the proper macronutrient intake and someone dials them in for you, you are going to realize that the parts that seem misshapen once the fat comes off, it's these are going to be your best ones. And that's, that's what happened with this too. Like I was embarrassed to speak on camera. And then once I finally did, it became my biggest strength under your weaknesses is your biggest strength. If you put the fucking work in, if you put the work in, it's all there right in your weakness. And so looking at today, today's 2021, let's say we've got the young generation, 16 to 24, 25 year olds, the entire young generation of 16 to 24, 25 year olds sitting in front of us, seeing what you see in the world with how lost they are, how confused they are, what do you think is happening to them? Is you it know what it is. You sent me that book, Rite of Passage. Mm -hmm. Rite of fucking passage. I wouldn't have turned to getting validation from these other drug dealers or even from people from my stuff. I have some stuff now, but I don't really go floss it. I don't go drive around, hang out in front of places and be like, hey, look at my Rolls Royces. I just fucking enjoy my shit. And it's, it's a necessary evil when it comes to corporate America. But the thing is, is that really back then I was seeking massive approval from people I shouldn't have. And it got me in a lot of fucking hot water. And these kids, they're, they're ending up in prison for that same fucking reason. Their, their parents are not giving them a rite of passage correctly. Typically the fucking fathers, they're not showing them, Hey man, I'm the one doing that for all these lost kids from every age. You know from, that, right? You see that. From 22 to 52 uh -huh. to 62, I'm giving them a rite of passage. Motherfucker, you get up early. You take pride in that wake-up time. There's no negative self-talk. There's only gratitude for this life you've been given the second you rise. Yes, you take care of your body because we don't disregard something that's such a gift and expect people to love us for something we've trashed. That's crazy. A successful man who trashes his physique and talks about gratitude and talks about success and all this shit. I'm like, are you missing this, bro? But anyways, the, and then just with love, love's a verb. I mean, the self-love we cultivate inside of ourselves through self-investment is the only way we'll be able to exchange it at the same rate. People don't understand that. They let their body fall apart and like expect their partner to still love them when they don't even respect themselves, love themselves at all. I mean, there's, there's higher forces at play. Universal language is energy exchange. Yeah. And when we have low energy, no one's attracted to that shit. And low energy is, what I found is low energy is most created when you're living in a disastrous situation. Yeah. You look at someone who's got a messy car, where their car's a God, mess, it's unkept, me. it's, it's, they, they're distracted, they're literally distracted drivers. And so if you're living in a messy body where your emotions are fucked up, your mindset is fucked up, your health, the way you look in the mirror, you look and you don't, you're not happy with what you see, 
you're going to treat the world that way. Like the outer image oh. is the outer image is literally a mirror of what's happening within. Yeah. Your, your perspective of me is a reflection of you. I mean, the, the way we view the world is a secret confession of character. Anyone who hates the world, I think we know a lot about themselves. And you can literally, it's moment by moment, though. People think it's like, oh, you, you hate the world, you hate yourself. And that's for sure. No, you can turn it around. When you start to love yourself, when you start to cultivate that self-respect, you see love and respect in others. It's, it's moment by moment. I will literally... If I even go out of alignment with my thoughts, actions, or energy that day, because everything's about alignment. If I go out of alignment and I start to hate on myself, then I automatically check myself and realize that I'm probably going to, I'm going to, I'm mo more than likely going to project that onto people. The second I'm failing, I'm projecting them as failures. So, I mean, people get my message misconstrued because sometimes I do that, but it's in the form of love. Like they're so capable. They're so capable. Cause how the fuck would I not believe that? I came from absolutely below the bottom three years. Now I'm living the dream life out of my creation of pure alignment, like self mastery. The man who has a certain level of self mastery will manifest anything that he can visualize. And so I had this vision. I created this level of self-mastery, otherwise known as fucking discipline, and then just manifested that through the daily steps of alignment. My thoughts, actions, and energy were aligned with the outcome I want, and I would not fail. I would not take a day off. I would not break, because breaking was more painful than anything. It just... Let me stop you right there. What happens, because you nailed something, what happens if someone from your past comes and finds you and goes, bro, you're different. You've changed. And I don't know, man. How do they, how, how does someone deal with someone like that? When it comes to finances, it's like, I am different. When I had no money, you never used, no, actually you're different. When I had no money, you never used to ask me for any. No, I'm just kidding. But, but no, but the change is, it's a different energy. We're on a different, we're, we're operating from a different vibration. And so you, you make them feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, I'm talking by way of confidence. It could be confidence. It could be money. It could be physique. It could be in, in any way, just the way you're outspoken. And if you weren't then and you are now, they say you're different. What do you do with an old friend that may not fit into your life now, but wants to fit in? Well, I just, I know there's two types of people on your level up. There's the people you make inspired and the people you make insecure. And the insecure people are going to need, it's, it's literally the insecure people are going to need more, more compassion. And then the people who are inspired by you are gonna, they're gonna thrive from compression. So it's the equal amount of compassion versus compression. The people who really do know you from back then, they're, they're projecting their, in a, their inabilities towards you. So then the way to work with them is to be compassionate, sandwich that shit, fucking tell them something good about them, mm -hmm. tell them what they need to change, hit them with another good thing. So compassion works with those people who are confrontational. But with the people who are hard like me and you who are like, fucking tell me, fucking tell me what I need to change so I can level up. Those people work with compression very well. So that's why my content Explain is- Explain compression for those who don't understand it. Hard truths. So hard, hard truths, like you can fucking tell them. Like Lean they, on them. They, they feed off it. They're like, that's why my content breeds such a different client. Like when your content is hard truths, you don't have to call to your client. They're like, fucking tell me, Wes, I'm fucking ready. And those are mm -hmm. why I get those people who are so ready. And my transformations on, on Watson underscore fit on IG, I mean, they're the best in the game because literally these people come in wanting it. They're not to be coddled. But then I get the ones, and they're usually the most roughest exteriors. They're usually the toughest guys. They're usually the most outspoken that need the compassion versus the compression. They haven't been made fun of. They've got their way too much. They're too soft. What do you prefer delivering, compression or compassion? I really love compression. That's my forte, but I like compassion now because it's harder. And I've just conditioned my mind to, to think what's harder is better. Yeah. So, I mean, I've learned to just find comfort and discomfort. When and did you start doing that? Fuck. It was just in the penitentiary. It was through my self-talk in the penitentiary when times would get rough. Then I would just, I would just literally feed off not getting my way. Like take pleasure in not being pleased at a sickening level. The door's not opening for a year. Yeah. I'm not going to step out and I'm just waiting for these pussies, these bitches to crack. I'm like, listen to them. They ain't got no coffee and they're already crying. I'm going to do some more burpees and more pushups. I thrive off of this. And at that point, I was still sharking on them and I hadn't realized that they, they 
were actually going to be my life's purpose. Those individuals, because I was sitting there sharking them still. But at one point I flipped it and I realized that when I finally healed my trauma, that was going to be the prerequisite to my purpose. Is that the flipping point is when you started working on your trauma? When I healed my trauma, healed myself, I saw that the solution I found there was literally the, it was a problem being solved to the greatest complexities known to man, us, us. Why we're in our own fucking way. Everybody would be so ripped, rich, and where they want to be if they weren't in their own fucking way. They've all made enough money. They've all fucking, they've all done enough physical activity to look how they want to look. But what happened? The instant gratification got in the way. They, so many soft men choosing instant gratification over inspiration. Mm -hmm. It's sickening. Like I would rather be an inspirational figure than get my way any day of the week. And then guess what? When you choose to be inspirational over instant gratification, you, you get it from all ends. Because when you give more than you take, you get more than you gave. This is just how it works. So, so to that point then, in prison, if I remember correctly, it was a couple, two, three years in. Because up until that point, you were pretty bitter. Oh, bitter as fuck. Like bitter, still upset, using drugs. Bitter right? as fuck. Like, so how do you go from that and sharking on those around you that are in solitary confinement to having compassion for them and realizing that they're your purpose and you're going to serve it, them. it was selfish. That, like I, that's a flip of a switch. Yeah, I can't bro. lie. It was selfish at first. Okay, every endeavor we pursue starts off immature and ends up maturing. So this endeavor started off very immature. I was very selfish about it. I was like, "Fuck! I'm making myself insane with hatred for these people." How am I going to change this? I had to find a way to respect them. So that's how everything got created. I'm like, I just ha I can't lie. So I have to create men I love and respect right here by make getting through to them, making them do the work. So I could be cured of my just massive internal anguish that I was creating for myself by hating on people. Cause I don't give a fuck. They are wrong. Who gives a fuck? But still the hatred corrupts you. The resentment I mean, it just corrupts you. Resentment is like drinking poison and wishing the other would die. I'm resenting these motherfuckers for being who they are when I see the light and I can change them. Too many people do that. Too many successful people, they just teach from an elevated standpoint and hate on people below them. And they don't realize they're corrupting every moment. Of so many lost moments that could be complete clarity to negativity mm -hmm. and, and just being ungrateful and hatred and low vibrating emotions. I learned to just saturate right there. So anytime I'm inconvenienced, anytime I have negative thoughts, anytime I go ungrateful, I magnify that second and I say, this is my time to shine. And I pull myself up and I'm as grateful as I can be at that moment, as loving as I can be at that moment. And I exercise who I really am at that moment. Cause at that moment, that's who the fuck you really are. You're not who you are when everything's going your way. You're who you are when that motherfucking cell door slams and ain't opening for a year and you got everything taken away. Who are you then motherfucker? All these tough guys out here would pee on their balls straight crybaby motherfuckers. And like literally at that moment, I learned to be like, show who you are right now to yourself, motherfucker. And then through learning that and exercising this forever, I'm like, I have to teach these men this because it's so fucking empowering. So how do you teach them? I'm just like, like, so take us into the prison system well, this, for a moment. How do you teach them when their cells apart? No one sells opening up for you. You have to personify the teaching for others to wish to learn, but they would see my feet in the window doing handstand pushups before they're up. Got it. They would hear me sounding off outside of the door, like sounding off for my people, you know, mm. and then I'm telling them, Hey, Dago West cell 123 sounding off for my daily routine. And I'm telling everyone I'm working out again. And then I'm working out again. And I'm working out again. And even in solitaire in the shoe, you go to the cages. And we came out to the cages. It was a different level of veins and muscle popping that these soft ass motherfuckers didn't know. Like they worked out, but they didn't understand how to track their food and withhold instant gratification when that brownie was on the tray. They would, just, oh, they would trade their meat for the brownie. I'm there. Take all the sweets. Take all the carbs. I'm eating just meat and I'm going to train triple as hard until I just got fucking diced. And then when I get diced and I get some canteen, I would reverse diet. And I would properly write down all my macros as best as I could with the measurements I had and the foods that I had to be able to reverse diet, cut myself down and even reverse diet while in prison. Just a deep understanding. Let me just let me just catch everyone up if they miss that. You were trading out your desserts and your sweets and your carbs and stuff for the meats on their plate just to get enough protein to be yeah. able to train and get jacked in prison. So yeah. when a motherfucker out here says, 
I don't have access to a gym because it's Corona, it's lockdown. I don't have money to get a gym membership. I don't have money to get enough protein. That's all fucking excuses. Dude, they're all fucking excuses. Literally, like, I mean, I, I can find a way for anybody to make it happen. When I got out, I was still, when I, when you called me the first time, I'm like, holy shit. I tell my boy, this dude, Bedros, call me. This dude's a fucking legend. This dude's a mogul. What the fuck? It's about to start cracking, and we're about to, we're planning the interview. I was still living at my grandma's house, living off canned chicken and making six figures a month. That's mm -hmm. what motherfuckers don't see. They don't realize I lived on a twin bed making six figures a month for four months on end, stacked up about four to $500,000 before I even moved out. I didn't even tell anyone I was making this money. I didn't even tell anyone. I still ate canned chicken. I didn't even buy a car till I had over 350. Like I didn't even buy my first car. I hadn't had a car for fucking 10 years in prison. And then about a year and a half after that, then I got my first car and I had well over 300 grand before I even bought the fucking first car and didn't even tell my family that I was making any money. Cause By I, choice or you thought you were gonna go back or what was the reason no, for that? No, the reason was is I just literally knew from previous, I, I have financial maturity. Like I've gained money and lost yeah. it. I had a lot of money before I went to prison and that, that gained my financial maturity. Like I'm not doing that a fucking gain. So this time I'm like, I'm getting so far ahead before I spend money that I'm Good never man. gonna fail again. Good like man. I have such a cushion on all my shit. People may see on Instagram, the purchases I make and stuff. I'm fucking light years ahead of what you think I'm doing. So I mean, the, the, the per point was, was just, I knew that I have to take care of everybody because they don't see the route I see. So I have to be so far ahead that I can even take care of them if they fail. They would sink me because they don't understand. They see a million dollars and they think it's a billion dollars. Like literally a million goes quick when you got 150 plus K a month in business expenses. I mean. Mm -hmm. so, so to that point, what I'm hearing you say is that you were a role model before you were actually a mentor to these guys. When they're oh, seeing yeah. your well, feet in the window and yeah. you're doing handstand push-ups, when they see you doing a second workout, when you're calling out roll call, and what you're really doing is you're showing up as a role model. And everyone who says that, hey, I want to coach, I want to mentor, I want to inspire people. All you motherfuckers out there who say you guys want to inspire people, inspire through being a role model first before putting up a goddamn sales page and trying to sell something, fuckers. Go on. Literally, personify the teaching and others will wish to learn. Personify the teaching and others will wish to learn. I was branding myself in prison. I was like, I'm going to make the guy this guy they would listen to. On one of my coaching calls the other day, about a 52-year-old guy goes, Hey, Wes, my nephew won't listen to me. What do I do? I said, get him up. Get him. And I get him in front. I said, what the fuck? I said, I said, bro, I wouldn't fucking listen to you. Why do you think he would listen to you? I said, motherfucker, do you even listen to you? Mm. Most of you guys don't even listen to you and you want people to listen to you. What the fuck is that? Wake up every day with goals and plans and fucking piss them down the drain. I do not do that. And that's why I'm successful. Woke up at 2.45 a.m. for the last 13 years straight without fail. Without fail. That's the corners. <laughs> Literally, that self-mastery from that. Like literally these, all these small daily wins, like we've said, that we stack to literally boost us every day to just tell ourselves that, nah, I'm not fucking stopping. This is how we defeat our greatest weaknesses. You want to defeat alcoholism? Wake up early, have five fucking meals a day that are based on purpose over pleasure, work out in a manner that's based on your fucking health over fucking, I want to go kick back on the couch, like 10 wins a day stacked based on purpose over pleasure. And then by the time that loss that you take at night, which is going and getting fucking shit faced with your buddies comes, you're gonna be so strong that you're gonna choose purpose over pleasure again. And you're gonna be able to defeat that weakness because you've chosen to be strong all day. Boom, boom. And so let's shift gears for a moment. As, we're, as, as you're going through prison and you realize that, holy fuck, man, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna work on me first. It's the most selfish thing I can do. And that is the most selfish thing we got. You got to work on you first because if you're, if someone's drowning and you're going to save them, you better be a strong swimmer. You better know how to hold your breath underwater. And if you don't have your shit squared away, then there's going to be two people drowning when you attempt to save them. And so you, you go, all right, I'm going to be selfish first, work on me first. All of a sudden, you start being a role model. They see it. They probably start asking questions. Maybe some of them start doing it. Maybe you start seeing their feet up in that window. At what point do you make an active choice that I'm gonna mentor these guys in prison and take druggies and murders and help them see the light? 
I literally did it so selfishly, like you're saying, I was so bad that I could not be around 200 motherfuckers. Cause then once we get out of uh, the shoe, we go to a block, you know? And then that block was like a 270 block. It's a certain shape of a building in, a, in the CDC system. Where, where was that one at? The- th- this was at Sentinella. So Sentinella, 270 block, uh, level four yard. And you come out and everyone's working out, but no one's really getting what they're doing. But at this point, I'm talking the way I talk on my YouTube channel to everybody. And I'm putting myself in harm's way and they're seeing what it is. They're seeing it. They're like, no one ever cared about me this much, Wes. I know that you're putting your ass on the line for even talking to me like this. Like, I could fucking just go make a piece and come cut your fucking head off. And these are hard motherfuckers that will. But they're like, dude, you would risk that much for me? They saw the underlying issue because in prison, your emotions are heightened. Everything Mm -hmm. you know is heightened. It's not this superficial bullshit out here where you could just lie and be like, Hey, fuck, why are you talking to me that way? It's because you got a little dick or whatever the fuck people do. Like, they just want to make up a lie because they're uncomfortable. People in prison are like, wait, why is he talking to me this way? Damn, this motherfucker wants me to change. Hmm. And they, they saw it. And so once they saw that you wanted them to change and you woke up every day before them, like you're personifying the teaching to a T. You're up before them reading. They see that. And they just see it over and over and over and over and over and over again. And you never crack. Once again, being a role model over being a coach. That's that's the difference, being a role model over a coach. And I'm not a Christian, and I don't believe that there's a man in the sky and a beer judging my fate. But I'll tell you this, Jesus lived more as a role model than as a coach. He told less people what to do. Instead, he did, Ooh. and they saw Gives and that's the, the difference. Right that's the difference. And and you can go back all those years, all the way to now. The role models are the ones who enact change. So, with that said, let's talk about some some of the shit that you had to deal with and experience in prison. Because quite frankly, you were a, a really good athlete, great surfer, skater, snowboarder, right? Yeah, yeah. Sponsored. Yeah, I traveled the world. I went to traveled Tokyo a few yep. times, Shibuya, Tokyo. Yep. Traveled around. I was in uh, Bear Mountains videos, the park videos. I actually had parts and was uh, sponsored by a lot of people, Electric, Mathematics, a bunch of other companies, and um, with some of the top people. Traveled to Tokyo with Rom Clampert, Mike Burton, some some big-name people. And Nate, that Nate young Bozo man, rode for him. that young man finds himself in prison and finds himself like in the California state prison system where, uh, where it's beast. very different, it's highly segregated. It, it, it works best when it's highly segregated. Gangland. Yeah, it's gangland. <laughs> it's gangland. It's gangland. You're, so, you're in a gang. You, yeah. you come in, B's in a gang when he comes in. It Do don't you have matter. a choice? Explain that to our friends here. I mean, like B would have to be a South Sider or roll with the others. I mean, but you'd probably have mm-hmm. to go South Side, you know? And it's just like most, most like Armenians and, and Middle Eastern and anyone like that, they, they either go other or with Southside Mexicans because the Mexicans take anyone and they might get pissed, but they take they take everybody because they're not their numbers game. Nobody fucking runs more than the Southside Mexicans in prison, Southsiders. And it's just they run it. Yeah. And we're and the white boys are part. There's a there's a split down the day room. Here's the day room on this side of the day room. There's Pisces. Uh, white boys and um, and Southsiders. White boys are called Woods, you know. So Pisces, the, which is Mexicans from Mexico, and then Southsiders, Mexican-American gangs, mm-hmm. and then there's the Woods, the white boys. That's on this side. The other side of the day room is the Blacks, the Others, the, um, the, the Northerners, and yeah, that's about it, yeah. And, and so when, you, when you've got that divide, what happens, let's say, on the yard when ball rolls over there? Oh, you just don't even grab it. They just, they got to, you don't, you don't cross the boundary line and they got to throw it back over to you. What happens if you cross the boundary line? Oh, you ain't doing it. Like literally you'll get smashed. Like that's, there's war right there. I mean, so, I mean, everything is boundary lines. Like there's, you'll go in the day room and it'll be like, this is, these are the whites tables over here. These are the, the blacks. Others are northerners tables over here, and we don't intermingle. These are the showers for you guys. These are our showers. These are our sinks. Those are your toilets. We, You don't walk this way. You don't go that way. And I mean, 
everything is like that for a reason because like, and you can't intermingle. You don't sit on another, you don't sit on the people from the other side of the day. You don't sit on their rack. You don't, you can, the only thing you can buy off them is drugs really. But I mean, the thing is that, that's, that's how sickening the system is. But, um, you, you can't really trade much lower levels, sometimes CDs and you could like buy stuff off them and shit, but, um, it's segregated like that. It's for a reason because it's just like, it's just gotta be that way for, for fucking the, there's too many wrecks as individuals. So to govern races as a whole, it's a lot easier than to just let it be a melee. Like, so, so explain that because the, the point I'm trying to make here is everyone made such a big deal in terms of the crisis of lockdown during 2020 of the coronavirus. And listen, I'm the first to tell you that I think it was overplayed by the government, that it was fucking bullshit, that small businesses did not have to die the way they did. But so many people got emotionally so hung up and wrecked their own lives versus having their lives wrecked by the fucking system who did this. Yet the entire prison system is designed off segregation, off control, off even what, what I remember last time you were telling me about the driveways. And I was like, bro, what the fuck is a driveway? Yeah, you can't walk in a certain way. You can't your, walk into yeah. a cell, you said, a certain way. Yeah, your, certain, your rack area. So like in like a day, in like a day room, there'll be like, uh, say there's a white rack right here and a black rack right here. Well, the black rack would come over this driveway and the white rack uses this driveway, even though we're basically sleeping right next to each other. If you whipped your arm over far enough, you'd hit the motherfucker sleeping. Like that's how close you're living in that close to quarters. But um, and the point I'm trying to drive here is that even in a scenario like that, with massive amounts of oppression, there's another way to put it. Yeah. Like the prison system is high levels of oppression, because then you got shot callers who are also oppressing the dudes in their own own fucking race, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's all about drugs. It's yeah. drug drug politics. So I mean, yeah, whatever. you're not the only one that came out successful and ability to to mentor, etc. So my point very is, very few made it. <laughs> yeah, very few made it. Exactly, very few made it. But you're a byproduct of the system because you made a deliberate well, decision. Yeah, simply because like. When the material world falls around you, the spiritual world, world is awakening. And people don't realize like all answers are abundant when attached to infinite intelligence. And so literally I spent all that time within just really listening to my conscience. And so I've come up with like a coin phrase, conscience congruency. And I just really followed my conscience. I mean, some most cultures refer to it as the authentic voice of God, the voice of creation, but it's infallible. The conscience is the only incorruptible thing about us. And so, I mean, once I just really learned to live by my conscience, I started expelling everything that wasn't in alignment with it. And so I came up with like a coin phrase of mine. I don't really, I say nothing's my phrase. I don't ever put really quotes on myself. Sometimes the people who run my ads and stuff do, but I, I just, I give all praise to, to the universe, to wherever it's coming from, this message is coming from. And um, it's, I'm saying, I'm not saying, I'm the deliverer of this message. You know, I, I'm, I'm a good, I'm, I'm not a good speaker. I'm not a good writer. I'm not good at anything. I'm a good listener. And I listen to my conscience and my conscience tells me what to say. But um, the thing was, is like literally, once I learned to live in a conscience congruent manner, I came up with something called regret is your guideline. So anything you regret in your life must be removed and then just stand in front of the fucking mirror. Your conscience is going to tell you every move you must make. Got to drop these 15 pounds, drop them. It's just, you're aligning with your vision, the way you see yourself, the 10.0 you. Like the only true grateful state is flow state in the state of the, the state of creation where time doesn't exist. So, I mean, inner peace is the only state we're conducive in, but everybody lives in a forward state of projection, which is anxiety, or a, or a backward state of, uh, of negative projection, which is, or negative uh, recollection, which is depression. So th they're either depressed or anxious, and they don't realize action alleviates anxiety. So the work, the work is the gift, the work instills the worth in your life. And so if you're always working to create that vision, as I have been every single moment of every day for the last 13 years, I've created what I believe and I know I'm being told to be because above is creating speakers down here to get through to people, to get through to everyone down here. The universe is creating speakers that can guide us correctly. And I don't know, I don't, you may see a Jesus tattoo. I don't know what is, I don't know what religion or care what one you identify with or anybody, but I just know I'm being spoken to. I know I am. Mm -hmm. The universal consciousness is not lie, bro. It is. You, yeah. That's I, I always just say the universe because I feel yeah. that way. Like the way yeah. Bedro said it, I feel that way. I know I sit at the table with, with 
infinite intelligence. I tap into the stream of consciousness. And I just, I've been doing it for so long because your evolution requires isolation. And everyone fucked that up. During this lockdown, they could have just, Mm. they could have 10X'd their internal growth. Talk about that. They fucked it up. They could have. Because that's where you had your biggest breakthroughs was in lockdown. Oh, yeah. They could have had their biggest fucking level ups, 10X their internal growth, and really saw their flaws that are keeping them from the path they're supposed to walk. But instead, they victimized. Instead, they stayed ungrateful. I mean, yeah, fucking, there's a lot of fucked up shit going on in the world, but you're supposed to have a grateful heart even in the worst of times. And gratitude kicks open the door to higher infinite intelligence. Gratitude is a soul emotion that opens the door to higher intelligence. That's why when I wake up, the first thought has to be grateful. Like literally, like people, if you make someone wake up at 245, listen to their self-talk. Are they great? Fucking, fuck. Like they, these motherfuckers tell me, well, it's just not all about the money. I've never seen them get up early for anything but money. Mm-hmm. I get up early every day for personal development. I get up early early every day to be a servant of others. I really only think about other people when I'm delivering my content, when I'm getting up early, when I'm creating this role model. And literally people have never gotten up on their day off to better themselves. They've only gotten up early in their life for fucking money. And then they tell me it's not about the money. I said, what is it about then? Because did you get a thousand DMs today saying you changed my life, you saved my life? Because I thought that was pretty fucking good. Boom. Boom. They never got up early for they, the, they, never, they got never got up early to better themselves only for the money. They say it's not about the money. Hypocrisy, bro. Hypocrisy. To that point, let's talk about your morning routine. You get up at two forty-five in the morning. Still, what does your morning routine look like? Walk us through if some of us want to live the Wes Watson. Oh, it's, it's 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 perfect. Is it still full? Is it still the uh, dehydrated S- coffee? S- same same everything. Folgers <laughs> uh, instant coffee. But that's the that. first thing I drink in the morning. You know but, what you and us foreigners have in common? Folgers Fucking instant Folgers coffee. Folgers instant coffee, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the best shit. I mean, it's it's humbling. It keeps that 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 just that attaches me to my roots. But um, two forty-five wake up, non-negotiable. Last thirteen years, never missed seven a, days a week. Seven days a week, mm. never missed a day. But personal development and true creation of your highest self is every day. You don't take a day off of that. I mean, you'll habitually construct a weakness on that day off, deliver some self-doubt and some anxiety by taking the day off, and then you'll be a, you'll have to backpedal all the way through the next day, which is typically people why people hate Monday. Mm-hmm. But um so 2:45 a.m. wake up straight to taking my my morning shake, my coffee, my pre-workout, my stuff, and then the craziest thing happens. The craziest fucking thing happens. The whole time I've been doing this, I did not know I was really falling in alignment with the power of 3.40 a.m. The whole time, every crazy thought I've had, everything I've written was done at 3.40 a.m. And I didn't know about the power of 3.40 a.m. Where you're most aligned with your purpose on this earth is at 3.40 a.m. And I, the whole time in prison, 3.40 a.m., reading my quotes, writing out this crazy shit that was just infilling my brain. And I just had endless flow at that moment because they were going to count at four and I had to be on my rack. This was a perfect time after an ab workout and some stretching to get on the rack and do my reading and writing till they were done counting, which sometimes took a long time. And then I would get back off and get into another workout. But now my gym opens at 4 a.m. and I find myself sitting in my vehicle writing my post for everyone for the day to take with them on their day, their strength, their aim for the day at 3.40 a.m. I have never deviated from this time. And it I found out through other people that cultures since the dawn of time have used the power of 3.40 a.m. to tap into their purpose. Hmm. 3.40 a.m., that's a powerful thing. So obviously someone, w- w- once you're waking up at 2.45, you're having your shake, your water, your coffee, you're going through your gratitude at 3.40 a.m., you tap into the flow state where you can just then be the messenger of what's, 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 what's to be shared with the, with the world. You do your workout at 4 a.m. What happens after that? 4 a.m. workout. Then I come home. What does your workout split look like? Do you have a routine? Workout splits push-pull legs. Push-pull legs. Push-pull legs, repeat. Seven days a week. Seven days a week. But it's it's basically push-pull legs and then push and then just back and then um, arm day, superset arms, buys and tries and forearms, and then legs on Sunday again. Got it. 
So I just, I have to hit arms fucking uh, as, as their own day. But um, a lot of people who think that's the trick, it's not. The trick is time, like the length of time you've been working in a hypertrophy specific manner and consuming the correct macronutrients. If you don't know what hypertrophy is and a hypertrophy specific training, and if you don't know what fucking macronutrients are, just smack the fucking shit out of yourself and put and Google that shit, figure it the fuck out or DM me fucking shoot. Go on westwatson.com. We'll dial you, dial you into a fucking T and you'll just, you'll just be like, holy shit. How the fuck did I, my whole life, this, this fucking eluded me? What the fuck? It took this fucking guy to tell me? Yeah, those transformations that you're putting up are nuts. It's, it's so are much nuts. mindset. But once they got the blueprint, yeah. we, we deliver the mindset through the Zoom calls of my program. And uh, we all talk about everything. We, we do it through the content. And then, but to, when the blueprint is there, a lot of these people are learning something for their first time and getting a result. Like they're learning something for their first time. Oh, research these foods. Oh, put these foods in alignment. Oh, really stick to them. Oh shit, and I really got a result. This is like the start of their life for the first time. They really researched something, stuck to it, and got a tangible result for the first time in their fucking lives. Most of these people, hmm. like most people, I don't care if you're 50, a lot of people show up and their whole goal is to do less that day and just get a check. That's it. That's exactly it. So four o'clock, you're working out. You're probably consuming proteins right after that, right? Yeah. Um, what does the rest of your day look like? Do you time block? Do you go? How, how do you? How does your workday flow? Do are you screen sucking from your iPhone or randomly working? Because oh, no, yeah. I doubt it. Yeah, we, basically, I, I right after the gym, I go home and I'll usually create a YouTube video because I'm just in that heightened rate of vibration. I know the energy exchange is going to be correct. I'm in the exact state that I want them to know. I want them to feel that energy, feel that motivation, feel that love for life. I believe people are just buying like, like that lust for life, like this, like undeniably through the camera, this guy loves his life. And that's what a lot of people don't do on their social media because you can't lie about that. Like they, they don't even, I could fucking share a story about my morning cup of Folgers better with more conviction than a motherfucker could talk about the birth of his child. Mm. These motherfuckers are just dull, dude, on purpose because it's their self-talk. You can see a glimpse of their internal dialogue about their life by how they fucking showcase it. Incongruency creates hypocrisy. That's what it is. Shit. When they live an incongruent life, they show up as a hypocrite, even on the most thing that they should have the highest level of conviction on, which Bam. should be the birth of their child. Fucking gold. That's gold. I mean, literally, I, I like to say um, um, hypothetical is hypocritical. Mm. So these, a lot of these guys who like, um, they speak on a lot of these deep topics and, and commitment and this and that. And like, they're a businessman. They don't show up with any type of physique or anything. I'm like, wait, are you just standing on your fucking strengths? Like, do you realize that quote you said it is supposed to be across the board? Right. You get that right. that's wisdom applied that needs to be unbiased. You get that, right? And they're just like speaking this big old quote about fucking dedication and all this shit with three fucking chins and shit. And I'm just like, what is this, dude? Does he not even see it? Just got to smack him sometimes. So to that point, you, you get home, you have that protein. Doesn't matter how long it takes that we're going to get this guy through his daily routine. That's what I love about Wes. He'll go off on like a massive teaching lesson, and then I'm gonna bring you right back oh, yeah, to that, yeah, day, yeah, to that daily routine. Day, yeah, daily I, routine. I figured you out, bro. Yeah. I figured you out. So we have the protein. You get home. How would you start? Okay, you, you make your day. YouTube video. That's right. You do your YouTube video, and then bam, what's next? YouTube video, and then I literally am booked out for calls an hour on, an hour off the rest of the day. So then I'm on Zoom calls for one hour, and then I have an hour break for one hour, an hour break, one hour, an hour break. Until what do you do on the hour breaks? Uh, hour breaks, I eat, and then I go ask my wife anything she needs me to do. So any free time I have is for, good husband, bro. for my wife and my son. Any free time that I have throughout the day is for them. And then when I get off at 3 p.m., it's any music she wants to listen to, anywhere she wants to go, anything she wants to do. I'm just, the answer is yes. So, I mean, what I want to do is work. I get my worth from the work. Like, there's the cup. Driving around my brand new fucking $450,000 Rolls Royce Cullen and does shit for me already. It's already like, fuck, like what the fuck next? It was just like an identity shift that needed to take place. But I mean, the, the craziest part is, is like, it's just 
really the work that instills the work to me. Getting that breakthrough in someone is the only thing I really feel anymore. Everything else is kind of just pain to me other than flow state. So whatever gets me in flow state is a, is the compass rose of where I need to be. Yeah. And with them, when I can just let go and let them tell me what they want to do, then perfect. Like then I'm just serving. I just, I'm a servant to them and it, it feels so fucking good. So three o'clock comes, you know, it's whatever it's mu music or, or you, Valerie and your son are out doing something, whatever. At, at what point do you guys get home and start decompressing dinner, relax, oh, go she, to sleep? She probably wouldn't like it, but we go to bed pretty early. I mean, it's about nine o'clock, yeah. but sometimes she's like, fucking shit. Like, we're going to go to bed at nine o'clock for the rest of our lives. I'm like, no, plan something. I'll be ready. <laughs> do it. I swear I'll do it. But um, the thing is, is like. Val, do you get up at, at, at 2.45 too? <laughs> she did for a little for 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 a little bit. She hey, not she, everyone has to. She was actually going to the gym with me at four a.m. for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And I'll get back to I'll get back to doing. Notice it. how she said she'll get back to it because yeah. it felt so fucking good. Yeah. Fatigue is the best pillow. Yeah. So if you any of you guys who have trouble sleeping, you're not fatigued enough. Slap your fucking self. Yeah, but I'll tell you this though. For me, the gym time is the most selfish time of all. I want to be alone. I want to be secluded. I want to be isolated. Um, so, so it's funny that you said she was going with you. I actually try and talk my wife out of it. She goes and does her own, <laughs> yeah. she does her own thing yeah, yeah. At, at that same time, but not with me. That's oh, my no. time. When she goes to yoga by herself and shit, I'm like the biggest advocate. Yeah. I'm like, fucking handle it. Like, I know how powerful that is to everyone. But for me, I like live in a constant state of vision construction. So I'm always kind of meditative, like 24 seven. I'm really creating something that's yet to exist. But, um, the, I have the dumbest answer for that people would not believe for the gym and why I go every day. And it's like the best thing in the world for me. Cause I, I literally say I go to the gym every day so I can not be bothered by you. Like I, I go so much and I've gone so many times that I'm so far ahead with how I understand training that no one can bother me in the gym. Mm. Like if they come up and like need to talk to Wes Watson about his videos, he's like fucking like, fuck yeah. Like let's talk more. Yeah. That's how I met my buddy here. He's like, he, he fucking, he came to the gym every day for six months. We started talking about click funnels and, um, and business and his name's so hobbies back here. But, um, and he literally said, um, He's like, bro, well, I've worked with, like, done everyone's course, and I've worked with top people. He's like, no one would just talk at your level. Nobody would just talk to someone for two fucking hours at the gym. And I just love it. I'm in flow state when I'm gifting everything that worked for me. I really just believe that. That's our true career is to find what worked for us and then just gift it. Gift it. Gifted. So, so nine o'clock, you guys go to sleep, and obviously, then you rinse and repeat the next day, and you do that on a consistent basis, and that's how you build legacies, empires, lifestyles, and, and impact. Um, so, since so we talked about click funnels, let's start kind of shifting gears. The thing I got an award coming, the Two Comma Club. A oh, you're, you're, okay. I got All a right. couple of them coming. Russell's gonna send Ru you the Russell, Two Comma they're, Club. They're coming. Hey, Russell, quit like no shit, no, but it, it's on its way. Good for you, man. Well deserved. So that said, last time we didn't talk much about business, and obviously the Empire Show is a business show for entrepreneurs new and old. So let's talk about your business. I really want to get into the nuts and bolts of what it is you do, how you get your leads, how you make your sales, how you keep recurring income, how many multiple income streams do you have, what's next, what's coming up? Whew. Yeah, I Start mean, first, you first, like year one was just a few months. We started off six figures first year. How so, did that happen when, when you start off at six figures from your grandma's? Because you get out of prison and you go to grandma's. Is that right? It was, it was, it was monetizing views and, and likes and, and monetizing social platforms. So I got mean, it. I was already online coaching, making like 3K a month. Okay. And then, then I started to really branch out and speak on bigger platforms. When I spoke on a bigger platform, I got millions of views on this first platform, Big Herc. And that one got millions of views. And automatically, my sales of my online coaching went from 3K a month to like 15. But 15, I was tapped out with that system. Yeah. So then once we introduced my YouTube channel, introduced the click funnel to that, introduced multi-tier programs, we automatically went from 15K a month to about 150. Now that 150 was that one stream, which was mindset training, nutrition. So on the mindset training and nutrition, we were pulling in 150 right away that, that first year, like first 
four months of the end of that year. So the end of that year was like a six-figure year, high six-figure, almost seven. And then we come into the next year, which was 2020, when everyone got crushed. And we did a great year. I mean, this was a seven-figure year, mid-seven-figure year. And um, what we did differently this year is we created a low-ticket offer. for. We were pooling together all the emails that came through my ads, and we were getting massive amounts of emails for the people who couldn't afford my mid-level, mid-ticket program, which was a mindset training nutrition program done through Trainerize and, um, and direct Zoom calls with the groups. And then we had the low ticket program, which was 47 bucks a month, which now has 10,000 members, 9,600 members, yeah. 47 month, massive value. They're actually able to get on the Zoom calls with me twice a week for that price. For, to, to speak to what so, else do they get? Because we have a lot of coaches here. So whether they're fitness or mindset or whatever coaches they could learn from. It's this. vague. So it's just all vague nutritional advice, content, and um, yeah. workouts. And it has to be because to you've be, got ten thousand people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so then the mid level program, which has about twelve hundred people on it, which is about two ninety nine a month. This mid level program is um, is directly to you, like just spot on macros for you, getting adjusted to. Every time you plateau, we're adjusting macros to break the plateaus. And then the workouts are being adjusted to what equipment you have, any changes, whatever. So it's completely custom right there, not cookie cutter. Yeah. People are like, is this cookie cutter? I'm like, first off, cookie cutter works. Second off, no. Here's an, a template. Tell me what you can't do. We'll adjust it around you. If shit changes, we'll adjust that. That's not cookie cutter, motherfucker. And then the, the, the diet is adjusted as you plateau. So when you plateau, I'm going to adjust your macros personally by looking at Explain why cookie cutter works. I'm not going to let you get away with that one. The cookie cutter fucking works. I I got where I'm at. Because you got two arms, two legs, and you're no different than the fucking guy next to you, Fuck, friend. They, That's they, exactly it. These specialized what are you, snowflake, fucking snowflake? Yeah, exactly. bro. When people tell me that about the same thing applies for business. So I'm like, we're going to drive leads this way. We're going to create a low-end product. We're going to have a no, fucking flagship. No, but they're special. Yeah, but no, my, but my no, no, industry you're is special. different. Yeah. No, no, you're special. It only <laughs> works for you. Yeah, exactly. Your same tactic won't work for them. It's not yeah. their self-doubt. Yeah. It's that you're special. And they're like less special. They're less special. But, but anyways, the, um, so then we introduced my elite program, which is a one-on-one, one hour a week, where we're actually breaking down, like I shared my morning routine. We're breaking down someone's direct morning routine and then breaking all their limiting belief systems. We're getting into deeper issues they have. And this is a true one-on-one. And um, this is a much higher ticket. So we have a high ticket, a medium ticket, a low ticket. Now we have a business program. So now we have four streams off of that. And then we have we have other, you know, merch subs that's not subs merch, but I work yeah. with a supplement company and I work with other companies where I code usages, all that. But I mean basically like seven streams of income. But I mean, do the math. 9,500 people on the 47, 1,200 people on the on the 299, and the elite, which is 7,500, we usually max out at about 50 right there till we change the system a little bit. I don't want you guys to all fucking email me, tell me, hey, Wes, I heard you on Bedros's, and I can show you how to scale this. Fuck you, I'll do it fine. Like, literally, I know how to do this shit. It's not a, we got this, okay? Just... Let us grow. But anyways, I, I I appreciate the offer, but yeah. Because um, you know that was coming. It's going to come like yeah. a motherfucker. Yeah. Every dude who watches Bedros' shit is a power player. He's like, I can show you how to scale the business coaching thing. And he makes less than me. Right. I mean, he makes less than me, and he's going to show me how to scale it. I don't know how that fucking works, but whatever. All right, so yeah, I, I love the tyrants. That that's what they fucking do. That is what they fucking do. All right, so so that said, let's talk about your best sources of leads. Obviously, you're a very polarizing personality. Obviously, you're very specific in the person that you're speaking to. Do you make an attempt to be that specific, or is it just, hey, that's how I am, that's how I roll? If you're attracted to me, great. If you're not, see you later. I mean, I, I murdered the organic space for like my niche. So I mean, most of my most of my leads are generated from organic. I do. I run a lot of ads. About seventy people are gonna laugh. About seventy k, seventy five k a month. That's that's low to all you big ballers out there. But normal people, you know, that's fucking. It's significant. Bro, can I tell you something? Yeah. Because I see the fucking inner. I'm in the green rooms with the people who. Say they do spend half yeah, a month. Yeah, and yeah. then I see how they they fucking what they're driving off in. Not that that determines anything, but the how they skip out on the check. In fact, me and Dan Fleischman, you... you Dan's a beast, yeah. Dan's I, a beast. I, I, I've been just all, all Dan's masterminds. Yeah, we were just talking about that the other day, how a lot of the people with the fucking blue check marks who, who pay their way into the green room, by the way, you can pay your way onto stage. You either get paid to speak 
like I do, or you pay to speak so that you can be in the green rooms with us. And those are the dudes who will flash and floss, but in reality don't have. So let me tell you, the numbers that you're generating, they're real, they're honest, and they're fucking legit. The, the, they're the not to be fucked with. The craziest thing is, I, I appreciate that so much, because this motherfucker's a legend. Like, who the fuck comes from an immigrant to where he's at today and does it this way, like he has, by helping a lot of people? If you, fitness is the fucking the start for so many people. So thank you for that. Cause it was my start. That's how I built myself worth. So I appreciate yes, when sir. people find it the same way and conduct in the, the fitness sector. But um, the thing is, is like, I profit like 85, 90% too. So, I mean, because I do the work, it's not automate, delegate, automate, delegate, automate, and then delegate Hawaii feet kicked up. Hey, do you want to only work two hours a day? No, I don't want to work two hours a day. Boom. No, I don't. I, I, in the middle of my fucking calls with my clients, I find peace and happiness and straight flow state. I learn more about myself, about them. I'm really about inner peace, motherfucker. And I find that by alleviating others' problems. This, if, if you ever have a problem, you're lonely, you're any of these things, or, or you're, you're anxious, you're negative, go solve that for someone else. Literally, what you feel the world is withholding from you is what you're withholding from the fucking world. Mm. Done. That's it. There's no debate. Tell me about fatherhood. Oh, father is the best. That dude, I was, I watched his, I was just telling your boy that I watched two clips from him last night, just being a two-year-old, two and a half, almost three. I just watched him over and over, like while we were sitting up there laughing over and over, like just classic. But the thing is, he's got a mean right hook and he can't stop using it on me. Uh, one of these times I'm gonna roll in with the black eye and you guys are gonna be like, what happened? I'm back, do you see in the videos? This dude cannot uh, stop hitting on me. What are your goals with your son that, that, that as he gets older, as he reaches four, five, six, seven, eight, 10, 12, 15, like milestone goals that you're gonna instill in him, pour into him. Obviously you're gonna live as a role model parent, that's a given, that's how you just show up in life. But do you have any specific milestones that you've mentally set? Yeah. Cause I, I know mean, you're a planner. I'm always tripping on how people pay their kids allowance to pull weeds and take out trash and all that stuff. Yeah, they're gonna fucking do that shit, but he's gonna get allowance for what I do. He's gonna get allowance for personal development, his nutrition, his workouts, the, the books he's reading and the reports he's given to me on them. Mm. This is, allowance is coming from that. Yep. Yeah, you're gonna take the fucking trash out and do all that shit, cause you're a man and those in, that inconvenience factor of all that, plus the work I have you doing, that inconvenience factor shows you who you are right then. And that's when we check ourselves and we humble ourselves right there. But that's just a given. You don't, I don't want you to think that's what you get paid for. You habitually construct a belief system in your kid that they get paid to wash cars and fucking mow lawns and shit. Fuck that. Like my kid's gonna, he, he's literally, his name's Wolf, he's a shit. This dude's a savage. But um, how could you not with a name like that? But anyways, the, the thing is, is like, Give them an allowance for personal development. Please, you guys apply that fucking now. That, that's, that's great advice. And I forget who it was that said that. It was one of the John... Damn it, I thought I came up with that shit. No, no. <laughs> it, 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 it could very well be you. It was the universe. Not John mm. Wooden. John, fuck, it's on the tip of my tongue. It doesn't matter. I'll think of it. But anyway, he says that I'm not going to reward my kids to take out the garbage and fucking wash the car. Love that guy. Because if I do, then I'm conditioning them to look for that as they grow older. Instead, I'm going to reward them for reading the books Fuck. and applying those books to their life. Massive. Yeah. Look at that. Lit up. Yeah. Massive chills. Yeah. That is... And that's something that my wife and I have done instinctively. Massive. And I think by accident. Because that's, that's how I was raised by my dad. He was like, you, you're supposed to take out the garbage. I'm not going to reward it. Because I remember said, hey, all my American friends got an allowance. He's like, allowance? I got a roof for your fucking head. That's what your allowance. Fuck? Take out the fucking garbage. You, what you have to do is a fucking man of the house with me. And then go and fucking serve society. And the more you serve, the better problems you solve. The more money you'll make. There it is. And, and, and that was the start of the, the empire. All right, let's talk about being a spouse. That, the last, last yeah, part yeah, of that, yeah, yeah, though, yeah. people, people want to be successful. Fuck chasing success. Seek to be fucking valuable and success will chase you. People come through my funnel. Oh, Wes, I want to make money. I'm like, how are you valuable? They don't even fucking answer after that shit. I'm mm -hmm. like, hey, go, go on, you know, what the fuck? How are you valuable? That's a great question to ask. All right, what about being a, being a, being a husband? 
being married? Oh, it's the best. I mean, I, I really think soulmates test you, you know? Yeah. So the areas I'm weak in, she builds me up. The areas she's... What areas are you weak in? Everything. Fuck. No. <laughs> Everything that has to do with relationships. I'm very new to them, sure. you know? I, I was incarcerated for 10 years. You know, I just was with myself. It was very selfish, you know? And I mean, the thing is, is... I don't always see stuff, but I'm honest. I'm like, I don't think that way. You got to help me. Yeah. So, I mean, the weaknesses are, you know, being compassionate, fucking, you know, just really thinking of addressing someone's needs, listening. I mean, just understanding that everyone's not so fucking tough and driven. I mean, just really just stuff like that. Like, just, so. I mean, I mean live. Learning to fucking live in the matrix a little yeah, bit and to yeah, have yeah. fun, what people call fun and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, stuff like that. I mean, I was in prison for 10 years. I kind of like shed all that. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's okay to jump in and out of civilian life. Yeah. Is what I said. It, it's it's, it's yeah. needed. I, I, I need to do it more because if not, what happens? I lose what I care about most. So am I going to lose what I care about most to gain the whole fucking world? I mean, obviously that'd be pretty damn foolish. I, this, I know that my relationship is the highest priority to me because when, when we do fight, when everything, the energy isn't good, I can't even fucking breathe. I can't tie my shoes. Business is out the window. Leads could be coming through like the people are like wanting to buy and I'm talking them out of it. I mean, that's just like, the, I, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm so not whole. And I appreciate you being this vulnerable, bro, because here, here's where I'm going with this. Um, and a lot of dudes listening are gonna relate to this. For the longest time, and sometimes now, if, if I'm not in a great state, and I was just talking to one of my coaching clients earlier before I came down here, um, Nick Conalopoulos, uh, and we were talking, and I'm like, look, man, if I wake up on the dark side of the bed, there's a fucking process I got to go through to find yeah. the light. Uh, but if I'm in that state, I'm not going to be the most loving and compassionate person, and I realize that about myself. But it's ironic that on a coaching call, I can show that empathy and compassion to a client where in that moment, I won't be able to show it to my wife. And one of the greatest growth areas of my life for me have been able to show my wife, my family, the same level of empathy and compassion that I'm able to share it with my coaching clients. And I realized why. My coaching clients are just far enough where if that relationship ends, I won't hurt. It won't fucking hurt. Yeah. But Val's close enough, Diana's close enough, where if I show that level of vulnerability, compassion, and empathy, and something fucking goes sideways, and one of the greatest areas of growth was just to be fully fucking exposed, bro, to fucking share it all and to grow out of that. For me, that was about four years ago, and it was just this massive breakthrough that I had in my personal growth. And I share that because I'm 46, you're 30. About to be 38. 38. So 37. Right. So we've got about a, almost a decade in between. And one of the biggest things I hear men talk about is like, hey, man, I, I show up to friends in ways that I don't show up to my spouse. I'm like, let me tell you why, dude. Let me tell you why. Because your friend might end up abandoning you and it'll hurt, but it's not going to, you'll feel betrayed. Your fucking honey does that, abandons you. Like, I can't even breathe. Yeah, I'm dead. you won't be able to I'm exactly. Dead in the water. It's like I'm underwater. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's and so if you can show vulnerability at that level, that is true growth. That is true development. That Massive. is true vulnerability. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. I was always telling my people like when they ask that question, how they teach their spouse. I say it's hard to teach in proximity, and like teaching in proximity is very difficult because um, your weakness is their way out. Mm -hmm. So your weakness is their way out. So they've seen, my wife's seen me fully lose my shit angry. So anything I'm trying to hold her to that she has to change, like there she wants to work on and I'm talking about, oh, you got to wake up or you got to die, you got to work out or these things. If she wants to do them and I'm pushing for them, then she's just thinking in the back of her head, like you're weak in areas. I've seen it, motherfucker. But then when I tell my coaching clients, like my weaknesses or I share it on here, everybody's like, oh, thanks for sharing your strength. But they ain't seen it. Right. They see me like, fucking bitch, don't you right. like, like, like she's seen it. So yeah. 
So she knows the weakness, but your people will fucking cheer it on for you sharing a vulnerability and a weakness. So there's no downside to the your followers, your fans, your coaching clients, the people you work with, people who are other than your, the direct individual that has seen your weakness. So you guys, your weakness is their way out. If you want to get through your people more, work on that weakness, double down, laser focus on that weakness to level up. And for me, it's in that moment when we're when we're about to, when we're fighting, when it's, when it's like that for me to just realize that I don't have to push the needle forward. I can just control my thoughts, control my energy and control my actions. If you've already acted out in, incongruently with the outcome you want, you're fucking up. But I mean, main thing is, is people don't realize they're washing the dishes and they're like after a 15 hour day and there's like three dishes in there. And I mean, you killed it all day. You made 30 grand. You live in the penthouse. You're murdering multiple roles, fucking Lambo, this, that, the other. It's going through your head that you're the fucking shit. You're the man. Egos just run a wild. And then you're just, now you're doing the dishes. Like, motherfucker, these people can't even fucking help me with the dishes. Like, in that moment, if you can be the rare man that I want to be, and I'm, I'm getting very close to, at that moment, I go, I go in there and I take those dishes as like my main validating source. If I can control my thoughts and energy while doing that, being inconvenienced like that at the end of a long day, then I've, I've, in my eyes, I've achieved massive growth because a lot of people will do the dishes. They'll take out the trash. They'll do the shit, but they'll be cursing you up and down the fucking block while doing it in their head. And they'll have negative energy towards them. And they're, then they're, then the guy's sitting there like, what? When she's mad at him, he's like, what, babe? I didn't fucking do anything. And she's like, fuck, dude, I can feel you from two rooms away. You piece of shit. You make me sick. Enough years of that. She's gone. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well said. Well said, what is it that we haven't talked about that we need to talk about to better serve society? Man, it's a, dude, the biggest thing is what you're touching on with, all, with a lot of your programs and content is, is the rite of passage. It's really that. Yeah. I mean, if we can create better men around us that we respect more, then we don't have to compromise our integrity and lie to people. Like, what type of man wants to be fucking lied to? Like, these men want to be like, no, honey, like, the, the, that D cup looks great on you. We'll just get you a two-piece for the summer. Like, it's all good. Don't worry about it. Don't diet. Don't hit the gym. We'll just, we'll get you a bikini that fits them cones you got where you're working on, homeboy. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, be a man, step the fuck up, show the fuck up, and respect them with your action. Love's a verb. Like, show the fuck up for them, you know? And it's like, like oh, no, dad, it's okay. It's okay, dad. You never really were good at making money. I don't need the bike. You just never really got it, bro. Like, imagine if your kid talked to you that way. Like, they want their kid. It's okay, Dad. It's okay. No. You don't. I'll, I'll go hustle. Mom's got two jobs. Yeah, Here's yeah, Dad, yeah, all yeah. a broken bitch. Fuck that. Yeah. Love's a verb. Action. Which means if you're going to be a role model, you got to live that fucking congruent action. The greatest source of impact is going to come from there. Wes Watson, where's the best place they can find you? www.westwatson.com, Watson underscore fit on Instagram, GP Penitentiary Life on YouTube. I mean, I'm on my Instagram like a motherfucker. So that's like the main daily place I'm showcasing stuff. But the YouTube channel is just, that's the one area I stress on putting my heart and soul into those 10 minute videos. Cause I need, I still need that. Like I need that discomfort and that stress to like really fucking deliver. And I watch some of my old videos, people tag me and I'm like, man, that was juvenile. And so I just know I'm leveling up because the ones I watch now, I'm like, okay, I like that message. I like it. And then I re- recently, but that's got a, a revolution too. That's that. It's, that's it. But the, I got the book dropping and writing a book's a motherfucker. If you take too long to write it. Then you go back and you're like, fuck, I'm way past those top. If you're a yeah. quick evolving person and yeah. you're dropping a book, man up's fucking savage. I mean, thanks, bro. But Tell the, me about your book. It, it's it's dropping soon. It'll probably be out by like December. What, what areas does it cover? Like just it's, how much it's, can you it's, share? it's basically like what we just did here. Like enough visuals of prison. And then a lot of just fucking realizations, understandings, deep fucking topics. I mean, just it's 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 truly self mastery at its finest. How to be a non negotiable motherfucker and master yourself. Like I said, self mastery is the key, and, it, and so the key to self mastery is through what we ingest. So I mean, what we read, what we actually fucking eat, the energy we fucking absorb. I mean, the fuck. beliefs. Yep. 
thousand percent. All right, Wes Watson, thank you so much for your time, brother. Really appreciate you. Guys and gals, yeah. here's what I want you to do. I want you to take a screenshot of this episode, share it on your social media, tag myself, tag Wes, and of course, share it with everyone that you know because we want to add a lot of value, cost you nothing other than sharing it. See you guys later.